time alone with Jesus is so important. I didn't know that you could get married and just have a whole lot uh -huh. of dang fun. When you nurture your marriage, the butterflies, they come back. Men are designed to be givers and women are designed to receive. The woman was the creation finale. My kids and I have listened to hundreds of hours of Adventures in Odyssey. So if you're not familiar with that kids radio show, Whitaker, AKA Wit, is the main character. He's a wise old grandfather figure of a small town called Odyssey. Well, just about everyone in his town goes to the ice cream shop for advice and encouragement. Well, something he said once stuck to me and has been a valuable piece of advice to remember. He said, life is like railroad tracks. The train rides on two rails from one destination to another. This is my wit voice. In life, one rail would be the hard things we suffer and the other would be all our blessings. Just like a train rides on two rails, so does life. We simply choose which we highlight in our thoughts. Everyone's life has blessings and trials happening at the same time. No one is exempt. We are only intimate with our own circumstances. We cannot know the accurate details of each other's, so we should not try to compare our proverbial railroad tracks like we so easily do. Comparing typically leads to self-pity and covetousness. But understanding that everyone's life is set on two tracks should help us have compassion on each other, knowing that their trials may be unseen to us, but they are present. For whatever reason, knowing other people are suffering makes us feel better. Misery loves company, right? Well, we are not supposed to know everyone's troubles and trials. We are to mind our own business. But trust me, everyone has both good and bad happening at the same time. Did you know from those two rails, we choose our narrative. We choose our narrative by what we highlight to talk about. We either highlight the beauty and blessings or we default into complaints over all our trials. Whichever we focus on enlarges. Whichever we focus on points our lives in a certain direction. Here is an example. So one Thursday morning, I decided to take my motley crew to the zoo. I located our matching t-shirts, passed them out, packed our snacks and lunches, and rallied the troops to the van. We buckled our seat belts, flipped on the radio show, and ventured out. We were exactly two Adventure in Odyssey episodes away from the zoo. When we arrived, we piled out of the car like clowns. We filled the wagon with toddlers, put the baby in the stroller, and marched in to see all the animals. Side note, when you go anywhere with a lot of kids of various ages, multiple things are always happening at once. Someone has to pee. Someone spills their drink. Someone gets left behind. Someone trips and falls. But somehow, through it all, we have fun, or at least most of us do. One thing I've learned about my kids is they each see the world through a different lens. We can all go to the same place, take part in the same conversations, eat these same foods, and have completely different experiences. Some of my kids remember the fun food I packed, the interesting episodes we listened to, coming and going, and all the cool animals we saw. However, others rehearse how much they hate peanut butter and jelly, how dirty the bathrooms were, and how blazing hot the day was. It's interesting to watch and listen to these different perspectives. And 
it's also a bit exhausting as a mama, I have to say. Our lives go in the direction of our thoughts, literally. My kiddos who see beauty around them see it everywhere. My kiddos who focus on the heat are also the ones most irritated by the bugs too. What we focus on grows, it expands. What we focus on also affects us physically. When we express gratitude and acknowledge beauty, our immune systems are stronger and our stress levels are lower. So we are happier. When we are grumpy, discontent, and full of complaints, our bodies are also more susceptible to sickness and our cortisol levels are higher, which raises the opportunity for heart issues and belly weight gain, which gives us more things to complain about. See how this works? Counting our blessings, even in the midst of trials, is a way to worship God and acknowledge gratefulness to him for all he has done for us. The Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years because they could only focus on one side of the tracks. Scripture says in Exodus that they complained and grumbled and argued after God delivered them from being slaves in Egypt. Yes, I'm sure it was hot and they were eating our version of the same sandwich every day. But their sandals never wore out and they never went hungry. They continue to be blessed with children. We can learn from them. They stayed negative and God kept them going in circles for 40 years. Life might be hard right now, but I bet there are some blessings that you can count. Your husband might feel like an impossible man, but I bet there is something you can find to be thankful for. I know a lady who devastated her family through her complaining thoughts, which led to destructive actions. One day, she leaned over the counter in her little gypsy shop and unfolded her story with much regret. She once had a husband and two daughters who all lived under one roof. However, her husband traveled a lot for work. She hated it. He didn't like it either, but it provided a beautiful home for their family and the means for her to stay home with the girls. He was a faithful husband and a dad who provided well. His main fault was that he traveled for work and it consumed her. She stayed frustrated about it. She, frust she stayed frustrated about how little he was home for dinner and how she only saw him on the weekends. She allowed those complaining thoughts to direct her actions. She finally decided she had had enough. She divorced him. No more missing him. No more waiting for him on the weekends. No more frustration, she thought. Her girls could not understand why their mom was so ungrateful for all their dad provided. Why did she have to break up the family? Why didn't she love their dad like he loved her? He didn't like traveling either. She now works 10 hours a day in a little gypsy retail shop trying to pay her bills. She has no one waiting on her at home and she waits for no one. Her daughters don't want anything to do with her. Her regret is huge. Now that the deed is done, she sees the blessings that she had a lot clearer. God calls us to remember his good deeds. He tells us to talk about his deeds to our children, to write songs and sing about them. He literally tells us what to think about, sing about, and talk about. There is just no excuse or room in our lives to meditate on our trials. God is able to do above and beyond our wildest dreams concerning our circumstances. His timing is his timing, and it's not our timing. And most of the time, 
it feels slow. But while we wait, we worship him by recounting his deeds. May it never be said of us that he had to keep us walking in circles because of our complaints. Ugh. May it never be. Something I'm loving. Okay. Do you ever get on a food kick and you just eat it and eat it and eat it until you, you're like, this is ridiculous. I'm eating this every day. Well, okay, that's me right now with this particular salad. Um, it's mixed greens and feta cheese and Parmesan cheese and um, chopped up red and yellow bell peppers. Oh my goodness, it's just good. And olive oil with um, sea salt It's and balsamic vinegar. Okay. So I'm just loving it. it. I've been craving it and I'm making it daily right now. So that's my little love of food. I'll leave the recipe in the show notes for you. Thank you for joining me, my friend, and meet me back here next week in this space. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm Terry Bonin on Instagram. I'm Terry Bonin on Facebook and oh, Terry Bonin on Spotify. <laughs> I happen to be me everywhere I go. And that's a good thing. <laughs>